This week, Manchester United have just unveiled their new home kit for the upcoming 2023-24 season. It features a geometric graphic rose design, which has apparently been inspired by a bridge over the River Irwell between Manchester and Salford, and pays homage to the industrial heritage of Manchester. It's probably the best of the recent kits of this Adidas Adidas run. Probably the best one for quite a few years, in my personal opinion. However, we don't really care about these brand new kits. What we're here to talk about today are the greatest United kits of all time. Let's get into it. So before we get into the greatest kits that United have ever had, I will start off by saying that we were meant to have a guest this week. However, due to some scheduling conflicts and um, a few other things going on in real life, I've met that can't happen. So you're stuck with me for this episode and you're getting just my own personal opinions. However, there will be the opportunity for you to share yours, um, which I'll talk about at the end of the show. So what's going to happen is I am going to take you through my five favourite United home kits. We'll go through my five favourite away kits and then we'll come up with some honourable mentions and we'll maybe even mention some of the worst ones ever as well. So without further ado, I suppose we should talk about United's best home kit, and where better to start off than way, way back with an absolute stone-cold classic. We're talking the kit that was used through most of the 1960s, if not all of that decade, and that is, of course, the plain red, round crew neck, white collar and white sleeve cuffs, both short and long sleeve, mostly seen in long sleeves back in the day. The word I've seen used to describe this kit is unsullied by sponsors' logos, manufacturers' logos. It doesn't even have a club badge on it most of the time. The only times this kit got a badge on it was for cup finals, including, actually, the 1958 cup final post-Munich with the Phoenix rising from the ashes, which, of course, the 1958 protest group are using as their logo most of the time. Again, for the record, I fully back their protests against the Glazers and the current ownership of Manchester United. But to go back to the kit, it's perfect. It's the strip that you see all the old pictures of Bobby Charlton, George Best, Dennis Law, Nobby Styles, all of those guys wearing the absolute classic, iconic Manchester United kit from back in the day. Of course, that 60s kit was also the inspiration for the recent kit, 2021-22 season although of course that one was adorned with badges and sponsors and and whatnot and doesn't quite have the same aura as that original 60s kit did at least not for me personally anyway following on from that we also have the 70s kit which i really really like a slightly brighter shade of red than the traditional 60s shirt with that wide white fold over collar and the triangular white placket kind of at the at the neck there and also introduced the club badge onto the shirt for the first time in a permanent manner. Again, the sorts of players you would see wearing this would have been tail end of best law Charlton. You'd have got the likes of Martin Buchan arriving into this shirt, Sammy McElroy, those kinds of players 
And, of course, this was the shirt that United were wearing when they got relegated into Division 2 in the kind of post-Busby fallout era. And so maybe it's not necessarily associated with kind of peak performance and really successful United, but it's still an iconic kit nonetheless. Moving forward in time a little bit into the mid-80s, we have the 84-86 home kit, which I absolutely love with the white kind of shoulder design, not quite epaulettes, but kind of similar white patch beside the shoulders, uh, almost on the front of the shoulder rather than the top of it. Which, of course, was the kit that Norman Whiteside was wearing when he scored that absolute wonder goal in the 1985 FA Cup final to win the Cup for United against a pretty decent Everton side at the time. And it's a kit that is well-loved and well-remembered by a lot of United fans from that time, as I get definitely one of those one of those classics. The 88-90 kit was another good one, and of course that was the inspiration for the 2015-16 kit, which was the first kit produced by Adidas in this current run since they took over the manufacturing from Nike, who'd kind of fallen off a little bit towards the end, uh, again, at least in my opinion. So that 88-90 kit, Sharp Electronics, again, a bit of a classic, but also just a precursor to United's kind of modern successes. And then probably one of my favourite United kits of all time to round out my favourite five or the top five would be the 97 to 2000 European kit. This is the kit we won, completed the treble in, in 99. Obviously that that European kit, fold over collar, the club badge on a silver shield and gold kind of trim on, on the badge. Nice shiny gold thread, which I really, really liked when I was younger. And of course it holds such great memories with the with the treble being completed. A proper treble, the original treble, an achievement that'll never be beaten, no matter what the Berties across the city will say. <laughs> Moving on to some of my favourite away kits, I have to say more of these are a bit more modern than than a lot of those home kits were. The oldest one I have here is again a classic that I'm sure plenty of you will absolutely adore or at the very least remember very very fondly and that is the admiral white and black away kit from 77 to 79 white shirt in fold over collar black slight red trim and then the three vertical black stripes down the left hand side of the body of the shirt with the badge on top of those big lou mccary vibes from this one and the green hoffs and all of those guys absolutely classic kit wonderful thing and again, in my opinion, Adidas have really, really missed a trick not doing some kind of a remake of that or some kind of modern interpretation or modern spin on that design. I think that would have gone down so, so well, but they haven't quite got to it yet. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. It would be fantastic if they did. I think it would sell really, really well. But anyway, another iconic kit that I love um, one that I have in my collection is the 1990 to 92 blue and white snowflake kit. I think this is just that perfect kind of early 90s sublimation printing becoming popular, but executed really, really well. There are a lot of absolutely horrendous kits from around about this time. This one is is just brilliant. Again, memories of of a young Ryan Giggs coming into the team wearing this kit. And for me, it, it just stands out. It was slightly before I was really getting into United, but it stands out as one of those absolutely classic kits that people still love today, and I certainly do too. Sticking with that early to mid-90s period, 
we have the 92 to 94 green and gold kit. And I've recently been able to add this one into my collection as well because it's iconic. It's become the colours and the symbol of the Glazers Out movement, which, as I've said just a few minutes ago, I fully back and endorse. The kit itself was manufactured by Umbro, had the lace-up neck kind of real, real retro vibes, and all the marketing around it was that this was the original colours of Newton Heath, the team that went on to become Manchester United, obviously. We don't actually know if these were Newton Heath's colours. There's nothing really to actually conclusively say that they were. The earliest reports are of Newton Heath wearing red and white. However, it's a really, really clever piece of marketing by Umbro to pitch and to sell this green and gold kit. And as I say, it's it's kind of become the accepted narrative that green and gold were the original United colours. And obviously it really stands out. It's a great kit and a great message that it's, that it's come to kind of epitomise. Our next kit followed on immediately from this one in, in kind of the timeline, I suppose, and that's the 94 to 96 black away kit. Most famous for being the kit that was worn by... King Eric Cantona while he performed his Kung Fu kick. If you want to hear more about that, go back to episode two of Retro Devils, where we do a really deep dive into Eric Cantona, and you can hear our thoughts all about that. Uh, So yeah, episode two, if you want to hear more about Cantona. Uh, But the Black Kit, again, an iconic one, mostly for that reason, but really clean, really sharp looking kit, nice kind of yellow and blue trim on it, so something a little bit different. And of course, this was the first season of black kits in the Premier League. Previously, that colour had only been reserved for referees. They were the only people to wear black, but the Premier League changed referees to kind of a teal green sort of colour. Also, there were purple and grey referee kits that they introduced at that time, which meant that clubs could have black, uh, or primarily black, kits for the first time. And United took full advantage of that with this absolute classic. And then my final favourite away kit, Really, it's a two-for-one, this one, and that is the Centenary kit, or the United Centenary kit from 2001-2002, which was white on one side, turn it inside out, good old reversible, gold on the inside, second slash third kit for that season. It was an absolute nightmare to wear this kit. I had it as a kid, and because it was two shirts basically sewn back-to-back, it was really thick, really heavy, really hot, so to try and actually play football in it was a nightmare. The player versions, of course, were just single-sided. They weren't reversible, thankfully, because I think they would have died trying to play in any kind of heat. But obviously the replica version was uh, was reversible, which was another good gimmick from Umbro, I think. But yeah, loads of great memories from particularly the, the white away kit. The gold one wasn't worn that much as far as I can remember. I remember big wins against West Ham, particularly David Beckham scoring goals in that white version. And yeah, it's another one that's kind of stood the test of time. At least the white version has maybe not so much the gold again, looking back on it with uh, with hindsight. But it was really, really cool at the time. And maybe uh, maybe that's been lost a little bit 21 years on. But of course, I said I'd have a few honourable mentions, which we need to go through in home kits. The 98-2000 kit, the Umbro with the sleeve tape in, the zip collar... Again, the treble winning kit, or at least two-thirds of the treble winning kit. Cole York, Paul Scholes, Teddy Sheringham, Ollie Solskjaer, all scored great and important goals that season wearing this kit. Definitely an iconic one in United's history. 
Another one which I really, really love is the 94-96 home kit. The Eric Cantona-inspired 96 double, you'll win nothing with kids. All of the class of 92 coming through, really kind of making a name for themselves for the first time wearing this kit. It's definitely a favourite of mine and, and yeah, definitely an honourable mention here. And then I'm going to finish up honourable home kits with might be a slightly controversial one. The 2002 to 2004 home kit. Again, the first one of the Nike era. And again, that nice deep red that you really love, really associate with with United. But lots of black trim under the arms, down the sides in that kind of black panel. Apparently the players absolutely hated this kit because it had a weird kind of half sewn in like vest underneath it. So the player version was a bit of a nightmare to put on and take off as Diego Forlan discovered after scoring a goal, took the shirt off, spun it above his head and then of course couldn't get it back on again afterwards, ended up playing for about a minute with his shirt off, which was kind of amusing. Honourable mentions on the away kit front, we'll go with a recent one, I really really like the 21-22 kind of dark blue, black, yellow, again taking the colour scheme from the Kung Fu Kick shirt and just twisting it a bit, introducing a lot more blue into that. Again, kind of geometric pattern from Adidas. But yeah, I just really, really like the way those colours kind of work together on that shirt. So even though it's a modern one, it works for me. I really do quite like it. The other one, again, very, very unlucky to miss out on the top five list is the 97 to 99 away kit. Famous for Ryan Giggs's goal against Arsenal in the FA Cup semi-final replay. The two 3-3 draws with Barcelona in the Champions League. Worn at home against Barcelona as well in one of those matches, which was really, really strange. I don't know why that was. If you happen to know, please get in touch and let me know because I would love to know the reason for that. Of course, the kit itself, white shirt predominantly with a thicker black stripe and a thin red stripe on the shoulder and across the middle of the body, kind of lower chest, upper belly kind of region, sort of below the sponsor. So design-wise, it looks a little weird at first, but again, it's, it's gone on to become an absolutely iconic shirt, particularly when paired with Ryan Giggs's hairy chest as he's twirling the shirt above his head after scoring that absolute wonder goal. <laughs> And before we wrap up, I do have to go into the worst kit of all time, just briefly. For me, the worst kits that United have worn would include things like the 2000-2002 Umbro kit. It was made from a fabric called sport wool, as Umbro tried to gimmick it as, and it was kind of a weird feeling material. Very thin, just kind of piped collar. After the kit we'd had the year before, this was a real, real letdown for me. There was just there just wasn't enough to it. It was too plain, and I really didn't like it. 0406 Nike, I also didn't like. The red was too bright. It wasn't really deep enough. It had that weird kind of white spike or kind of point on one side of the, the collar, but not the other. It was kind of asymmetrical. And then when you had the long sleeve version of it, it had a white kind of spiky, pointy design just kind of floating in the middle of the sleeve. On the short sleeve version, it was on the cuff, which wasn't quite so bad, but the long sleeve, you just had this random white bit in the middle of the sleeve, which, yeah, I really, really didn't like. And then maybe one of the worst of all would be the 1617 
home kit from Adidas, the slightly almost half and half red with a deeper red and a slightly brighter, lighter red, sort of half and half with a weird sort of hexagon design down the middle. We won things in it. We won the League Cup and the Europa League in it. There's Latan Ibrahimovic, first Mourinho season. But I really didn't like it. it, just didn't look like a United kit for me. And I really, really didn't like this last season's either, 22-23. The body of the kit itself was fine, but the Adidas stripes on the shoulders were in black. I thought they should have been in white. White collar with this weird red sort of pixelated triangle design, which, again, I really didn't like. It looked kind of arsenal to me, um, which is never a good look as far as I'm concerned. So those are the worst United kits of all time. As far as the away kits go... Like the worst one I think I've ever seen has to be the 2000 to 2001 navy shirt. Had sort of a thin grey pinstripe hoop across it. So again, in theory, it it looks decent, but the material really, really let it down. It was this Umbro sport wool stuff again, but it felt almost like a thin terry toweling material. It was awful, absolutely awful to wear. Paul Scholes scored a wonder goal in it against Bradford but he said it was a really really horrible shirt to wear because it was so heavy and as soon as you got kind of wet or sweaty or anything like that it just seemed to absorb all that moisture and got even heavier so that definitely makes the worst away kits of all time because of that reason and then the last kit we're going to talk about I feel really bad putting it in the worst kits of all time because for me it holds a lot of nostalgia it's just got a place in my heart And I don't really know why, because it was absolutely awful. United only wore this kit five times, lost four games, drew one, and were getting absolutely hammered at halftime against Southampton, took the kit off and changed it for another one. It was that bad. I'm talking, of course, about the grey monstrosity from 1995-96. Described by Umbro as being a kit that was perfect for wearing with jeans, which, yet... It is, but it's absolutely terrible to wear on a football pitch because of that slightly mottled grey design that it had. Players just became invisible against a a kind of a distant crowd and they couldn't see each other. It was horrendously unsuccessful, as I've said. And yeah, it's the only kit, as far as I'm aware, that's ever been ditched at halftime in a match. It was that bad. United went on to win that second half against Southampton in the blue and white vertical stripes. So maybe there was something in it after all. But, as I've said, I feel really bad putting that in the worst kits ever, even though it undoubtedly is, because it holds a special place in my heart. If you agree with any of my selections, please do let me know. You can get in touch on Twitter, at RetroDevilsPod. I've changed it up to make it more podcast-specific. So, at RetroDevilsPod, if you want to get in touch and let me know what you think of my choices for the greatest United kits of all time and the worst kits United have ever had. But also let me know your own. If there's any that you really like that I've missed, please also let me know those and if we get some good ones, I'll shout them out. You can also keep up with the podcast on Facebook. We've started up a Facebook group for the show. Again, if you just search Retro Devils or Retro Devils Podcast, it will take you there. If you prefer your podcasts in a visual format, you can get those on YouTube. Again, just search Retro Devils Pod, Retro Devils Podcast. You will surely find it there. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Again, leave me comments there with your thoughts on the best kits that United have ever had and the worst kits that United have ever had too. Uh, I would love to hear from you. Um, It would really, really make my day. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to Retro Devils Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a five-star rating or a positive review on whichever podcast platform you are listening to this episode on. It really does help to get more eyes and ears onto the podcast, bring it to more United fans. Equally, if you do know a United fan who's interested in the club's history, then obviously let them know about the show. That would really, really help to grow our audience and to get more people involved. And it'd be really nice to take this show as far as it can and and to to bring as many people into the fold as we can. It would be great to build a little community of like-minded Reds around the podcast. If you really want to help me and to help support the podcast and really help it to grow, the best place to do that is on Patreon patreon.com slash retrodevils where you can subscribe to the podcast for as little as one pound a month you'll get extra content direct from me exclusively for our patrons and any money that you contribute towards the show will go towards the server costs the running costs of keeping the podcast going and eventually hopefully to upgrade recording equipment microphones all that kind of thing and we can make this podcast so much bigger and so much better for you because of you And I would be really, really grateful for that. But thank you very much for listening. I will leave it there. I've been John from Retro Devils. It's been great talking to you. Let me know your thoughts on United's greatest and worst ever kits. And I will talk to you again soon with another episode of Retro Devils, the Manchester United History Podcast. (laughs) 